Hi, everyone. Welcome and thank you for tuning into The Animal Files, the podcast where we expose the truth, science, and spirituality of pet care and provide you with the wisdom and tools you need to raise happy and healthy companion animals. My name is Victoria, an animal spirituality facilitator and integrative energy practitioner. And my name is Miranda, an animal health technologist and pet care safety expert. Let's dive in, shall we? Today, we are going to be talking about one of the most important topics that all animal guardians and pet owners and aspiring pet owners will have to face in their pet's lives. And that is spaying and neutering. Number one thing, number one thing. We wanted to bring this to you So we can give you all of the information that you need to be able to make the choice that is best for your family, your animal, and also really kind of push you toward the direction of getting your animals fixed because it is a good thing. But we're going to start with some of the myths that a lot of people have when it comes to spaying and neutering. So we have a whole bunch of myths that we want to completely knock off the shelf like a cat. So Miranda, (laughs) what are some of the things that you have heard most often? Because I know I've heard a ton. So what are some of the things that you've heard most often? These myths? Oh, no, we can't do that because of this. And uh, yeah, tell us your experience. (laughs) Well, I found that's what I've heard the most. And I'm just going to list the first of them. And then I will go back into talking about them. One of the myths is that people believe spaying and neutering will cause their pets to gain weight. Another one is they believe that neutering is going to cause negative behavioral changes. Mm -hmm. They believe spaying and neutering operations are much too expensive. They believe spaying and neutering is unhealthy for their pets. They believe neutering will make their pet feel less, like less of a male. Okay. Yeah. That, that one, that one, we're going to disprove that right now. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. No, 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 no. If you've held that myth, get rid of it. Cause it ain't true. Continue. <laughs> Another one is it's better to let your pets have one litter first. Mm, don't humanize your animals. people. <laughs> the last common one that I've heard is that I want to let my children experience the miracle of birth. All right. Well, that might be a little bit, but you know what? There's lots of documentaries on the Discovery Channel that you can do that. Um, You don't actually have to, you know, see all the nitty gritties. (laughs) Yeah. There's there's also, there's books and there's people you can talk to, professionals that you can talk to. There are adults that have been trained to talk about this type of subject with children so that they can explain it in a way that children are more likely to understand. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of different options for that. So let's break some of these down really quick. Okay, we're going to be true with you. There's a lot out there and we're going to try to debunk as many as we have heard. But Mm -hmm. these ones that Miranda just said, these are the most common and we want to break these down and give you a little bit more detail on the truth behind this. Mm -hmm. So the spaying and neutering will cause my animals to gain weight. What's that all about? 
Yeah, there's a lot of people who seem to hold this belief. And I'm not sure where that belief comes from. But the fact is, is that if an animal is getting the appropriate amount of exercise that it needs, and is being fed food that is nutritionally balanced and an appropriate amount, there's absolutely no reason that they're going to gain weight. If they if things are managed, they are going to stay, <laughs> the word that comes to me is svelte, but <laughs> <As svelte. laughs> they'll come out nice and svelte. <laughs> Yeah, well, I agree. I mean, I mean, we all see intact animals tend to be on the thinner side. And that's just because they're expending a lot of energy. You can do the same thing for your animal Mm -hmm. just by giving them enrichment and feeding them properly and making sure that they have a healthy life. It's not it's it's, I don't know this whole gain weight thing. It's just silly. I mean, they might gain like a pound, like a pound, Mm -hmm. like literally like just a little tiny bit just because they're less active, but you can counteract that by playing with your animal Mm -hmm. and taking your dogs for walk and bringing them to the dog park and letting them run out in the backyard, playing with cat toys and having the cats chase their mice around the house. There's a lot of ways that you can counteract that. There is also another thing that happens that is particularly with cats is that cats do tend to develop a pouch in their abdominal area. Mm-hmm. It, it's this kind of saggy, sagginess that kind of happens. This is actually completely normal. This is just the way cats are, the way their bodies are. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with them. Yeah. And doesn't mean they're fat. Most of mm-hmm. it's skin. Yeah. All right. Well, what about this whole neutering will ke- create behavioral patterns? Well, the belief is, is that neutering is going to, well, let's just say that neutering is actually going to cause more behavior or more positive behavioral changes. So yes, it will cause behavioral changes, but in a positive way, it's going to reduce chances of spraying and territorial marking. Mm -hmm. We talked about that. mm -hmm. It's going to reduce chances of aggression especially if you have an animal who is roaming Mm -hmm. more likely in the cases of cats than in dogs, but it can happen with dogs too. When they're not neutered, then they could potentially get into fights with other dogs or other cats, which can lead to problems, which we'll go into in a little bit here. Those are kind of the main things that are going to, to shift when neutering is done. So there really aren't any negative behavioral changes that happen as a result of neutering. Yeah. And I yeah, think that's I what agree. people, I think that's what people think is that there's going to be some kind of a negative change. Yeah. I don't know why there, why, why that myth even exists, because if you think about it, if you look in human, in human terms, you look at people who are taking say anabolic steroids or they're in the weightlifters. When they take higher levels of testosterone, they're more aggressive. They're more, uh, I, I'm trying to think of the word, I can't think of the word right now, but they're just basically more aggressive people. It's not a terribly bad if you're in that world, but it can be if you allow it. So when you have an intact animal, they have a higher level of testosterone. You take that away, 
they're not going to be as aggressive. So I don't know why people would think that they would have these negative behavioral changes. Uh, you know, some of these myths, honestly, I don't know where they come from, but obviously they're out there. So we're going to talk about them. Mm-hmm. But just think of it in that terms. The more we have an excess of certain hormones in our body, the more we are a little bit more aggressive. So when you take that away, you end up bringing the moods down. They're more relaxed. As Marina said, we're going to talk about that when we get to benefits. But yeah, just discount that whole myth, people. It's just not, it's not real. Mm -hmm. The spaying and neutering operations are expensive. Now, for some people, it might be. Mm -hmm. But we did talk about on the podcast, and I think one of our earlier shows, if you don't think that you're going to be able to pay for a vet appointment for your animal, then you shouldn't be getting an animal. Mm -hmm. At least that's my belief. And the same thing is if you go and get a puppy or a kitten, you have to factor in that you will have to get them fixed at some point within Mm -hmm. the first six months, usually. So you have to budget that in. You have to take that into consideration. And if you don't, then there are other things out there that you can lessen those amounts. There are certificate Mm -hmm. programs. You ask your vet, there's rescue organizations that will help you get low cost Mm -hmm. bays and neuters. There are always options if Mm -hmm. you need to look into that. Mm -hmm. So this is one of those myths. Okay. There is a a little glimmer of truth, but Mm -hmm. it's not the whole truth. There's a lot of missing parts. And it's like a lot of other things that when you spend the money in the beginning, Mm-hmm. Yes, it might seem like a lot of money in the beginning, but if you wait and do it later, most likely you're going to end up spending a whole lot more money as a result of consequences that happen because yes. you didn't take this action earlier. Yes. And it's pretty much like that with anything. Oh, yeah. Always make sure that you set yourself up for a life of lower stress. And that is the thing that you need to do when you decide to bring an animal in your home, spaying and neutering your animal is one of those things that can help alleviate stress down the line, finances down the line, health issues down the line. So Mm -hmm. make sure when you decide to bring an animal, you budget that in. Now, if you rescue your animal from a rescue organization, most likely you're going to get an animal that's already gone through that process. Mm -hmm. And so that's one way you can mitigate costs. Yeah. Look at your options. There are plenty of options that you can help mitigate the costs of the surgery. And it is not something that you want to push aside and say, I'll get to it someday or nah, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it. It's too expensive. That is being irresponsible as a pet owner in my eyes. So Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so the next myth that we want to unpack a little bit is spaying and neutering is unhealthy for pets. Where did that come from? (laughs) Well, (laughs) (laughs) that one, I'm not really sure where it comes from. Like with any surgery, regardless if it's for humans, regardless of whether it's for pets, there's always going to be some amount of risk going under surgery. Mm-hmm. But the risk is generally very, very minimal unless there's some kind of a like an a underlying yeah, underlying like a, issue yeah. or something. So I don't really know where people have developed this. There is 
an idea that has started to go around that I just found out about recently that may be contributing to that. And we will go into what that information is a little bit later. But I don't know where else that belief might be coming from. Yeah. Well, basically, we're just going to tell you right now, it's not unhealthy. It's actually better for the animal. We'll get into that later. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's this the whole myth of it being unhealthy is it is a myth and it is false. Mm -hmm. Now, (laughs) the one that... Yes, this one's kind neutering of amusing. My, oh my gosh, this cracks me up. Neutering will make my, my pet feel less like a male. All right, stop humanizing your animals, people, okay? It's they don't have egos. Thing. They don't have egos. They don't have senses of self. <laughs> they don't identify as male or female or anything like that. They don't have a sexuality. They just exist. Yeah, <laughs> they just exist. They are born a one way and that's just, that's the thing. It's not an identity. It's not any of that. Just please stop humanizing animals. Animals don't think the way we do. They don't act the way we do. They don't need the things we do. They need some things like the essentials, like shelter and warmth and food and water, but they don't, all of the stuff that we humans have created in our brain that we need to have this, or this is going to make me feel like, oh no, my cat's going to be a eunuch. And we think of all the stories we've heard over them. Like, it's not real. It's not real. Oh my gosh. It's not real. Um, <laughs> and to kind of bounce off of that, the whole, it's better to have my cat have, or my dog have one litter first. Oh. Again, Stop humanizing your animals. It's not better for them. It, it, there, there's no benefit to them. It doesn't help their ego. It doesn't help their heart. It doesn't help them be more female or male. It, it's not a thing. No, they it's don't feel not. like they're missing out on something. They're not going to become depressed and be mourning because they didn't have quote unquote children. Yeah, it's just not a thing. And if any of you have had or seen um, at least a female cat in heat, it's highly stressful for them. It really is stressful for them. So why would you want to cause suffering in your animal just so I, I, no, it, stop humanizing. Just stop humanizing. <laughs> Not a thing. And there's, a thing. there's more benefits to having them spayed prior to having a litter compared to waiting until they've had a litter. There's more health risks involved if you do it Absolutely. after the fact. Yeah. And then keep that in mind. If you want to make it safe for your animal, then you get it fixed before. Mm-hmm. And I keep saying the word fixed, but we want to make sure that we use proper terms. I'm using old, an old timey mm-hmm. term. We want to get the animal spayed and neutered. Mm-hmm. Um, so to bounce off again, the one litter first, that last one that you'd mentioned that I should let my children experience the miracle of birth. Mm-hmm. I have one question for you why people okay Miranda (laughs) I'm sorry I'm gonna get on a lot of soapboxes today so (laughs) so buckle up people (laughs) well we kind of talked about this a little bit there's a lot of ways that children can learn about birth they don't actually have to see it in front of their eyes there's videos that they can see that they can watch to to show and you can pause it and explain it to them and 
it's actually a much better learning experience that way because of the fact that you can pause it, you can fast forward it if maybe there's a part that might be a little too gruesome or something. <laughs> yeah, and it can be, it can be gruesome. Birth is not clean. No animal on this planet gives birth without a mess. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's like, it's YouTube is your friend, people. YouTube is your friend. <laughs> And I'm just going to speak from my own experience. I have never witnessed a live birth and I don't feel like I've missed out on anything or that I am lacking knowledge or information. I understand how it happens. And that's... Yeah. And you turned it into a career. You didn't need to see it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, some of these things, again, I, I understand some of these myths. I understand where they started, but I think it might be old thinking, like super old thinking Mm -hmm. before we had the science that can properly teach you before we had YouTube, before we have books, before we had the discovery channel or the, the national geographic channel. There's so much right now that you don't need to do this. You just don't need to do it. Your children can experience the miracle birth somewhere else. And who knows, you may have a kid that may not like the dirtiness of having a live birth. So you could traumatize your kid at the same Mm -hmm. time. If you have a sensitive kid, you could traumatize your kid Mm -hmm. because there is a very good chance that that cat may have a stillbirth that happens. And it could scare them from ever wanting to have children themselves. Not that they have to have children, but (laughs) yeah, I know. But, but there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that can happen during the birthing process that could traumatize your child. And it's, it's not a hundred percent beneficial. So mm-hmm. go to YouTube, <laughs> get discovery plus not sponsored, but you know, like, seriously. <laughs> so now there's a whole bunch of other ones that we also came across. So what are yes. some of these other myths? Well, these ones we won't go into quite as much detail on, but there is a concept out there of spaying pregnant animals. Mm. And the reason for that is probably because the, the vets have talked to the pet parents that it w- it's better to have the pregnant animal spayed and basically abort the litter than to allow them to give birth. This is a procedure that can be done safely. And I know that there are some people who have a very, very strong opinion about abortions and would be completely against this idea. But I want to bring this to you. Every time that there are kittens and puppies or litters that are born and are needing to find homes, every time you do that, you are preventing adult cats and kittens that are in the shelters and rescue societies from finding homes themselves. And as a result, many of them get euthanized because they haven't found a home. So choosing not to do this is essentially causing death on the other side. So keep that in mind, excuse me, keep that in mind that there could be, I guess, essentially euthanasia on one side or the other. Unless you decide to spay or neuter prior to them getting pregnant. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword. Seriously, either you you kill older animals or you kill kittens. So we'll just go fairly quickly through some of these other ones. 
there's the idea that everyone wants a cuddly kitten or a puppy and we'll be able to find good homes for them all. Well, yes, that is true. But like we just said in the previous myth, there's consequences to that. Yeah. And there are a lot of kittens that don't find good homes. Mm -hmm. If it has, if it's the runt, the litter, or if it has something wrong with it or or something obvious, it's not going to get adopted. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to be able to find a home for all of them. You can do a concerted effort, but there's a good chance that you may not. Mm -hmm. And although I know there are also some people who are willing to adopt or take in animals that have certain issues, like maybe they have epilepsy, or maybe they were born without one limb or something along those lines. There are a great deal of people who are not willing to invest the time, the money, the commitment to looking after a special needs animal. And so those animals are much less likely to find a home. Yeah, I I totally agree. And it's it's sad. So uh, yeah, it's it's not a given. So just remember that, you know, there's plenty of wonderful, cuddly cats that are in shelters that are not kittens that need a good home. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the other thing, like the spay and neuter surgery can be harmful to your dog or cat. Or painful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's surgery. I mean, how painful do you think it's going to be? I mean, it's not going to destroy them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Again, don't humanize your animal. They get over, they're stoic, they heal very quickly. It's it's not, it's not going to harm your dog or cat. Unless mm-hmm. you have a bad vet who doesn't know how to do the surgery properly. Mm-hmm. But again, do your research, pick the right vet. Right. And you'll be fine. Yeah. And there's really good pain management that is provided after the surgery. And animals are, we tend to wallow in our, our pain and our misery and stuff like that as humans. Animals don't do that. They, no, not you know, at all. there's a lot of them who the day after they've had the surgery, they're wanting to run around and jump and stuff like that. And it's actually, we have to try to stop them from doing that. So they don't pull their stitches. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> We're getting to the end of our show today. So we want to tie this up with this myth. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple like neutering will keep your dog from being protective. No, 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 no. If your dog loves you, the dog's going to keep you safe. Yeah. That doesn't have to do with hormones. It has to do with bonding. Exactly. So bond with your animal. You won't have that problem. Mm -hmm. Dispelled myth. Not a thing. My dog or cat is too old to be spayed or neutered. Now, this one I have heard, there might be some things that might be a little bit more complicated, Mm -hmm. like if they had a previous litter or whatever, but no, your animal is not. I mean, unless it's got some underlying condition, it's not too old. I had a cat who she got fixed at 14. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not, she was fine. Mm -hmm. We'll go into her a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it it's age does not matter. It's the skill of the doctor that does. Right. And the surgery, the veterinarians don't just take your animal into the surgery room and do the operation without any consideration, especially if they are older or have any kind of underlying health issue. They do blood work and, and different, mostly it's blood work to check to see if there's anything that could cause issues while the animal's under anesthesia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
get a good doctor. Yeah. The doctor will do the tests appropriately. Your animal will be fine. Mm -hmm. And the last one is spaying or neutering will make your dogs or cats less affectionate. This is not a thing. No, (laughs) (laughs) not a thing. As Victoria said, it's like they tend to be more stressed, especially cat. Well, especially the females get more stressed because of the going into heat and the symptoms that are related to heat and not having to deal with the urges of mating, which for them is much more primitive than it is for us. They can relax and feel a lot more content when they don't have those urges anymore. A content animal is a happy animal. Mm -hmm. They're relaxed. They're content, they're happy, they're less stressed, and a less stressed animal is what you want. Mm-hmm. So those are a lot of the, we, we got, gave you a lot here and we disproved all of them. <laughs> so <laughs> don't even think of them anymore. We've disproved them all. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to rate, review, and recommend the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want some more great info, be sure to check out www.theanimalfilespodcast.com.